Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. back horns up talking texas fisher snacks Kreider, sop was the quan cosby horns to you gentlemen all around good to see you fellas good to see you guys uh basketball football in the off season you know it's the big thing we cover over here but i want to give a shout out women's softball kicking ass uh yeah. we, it, we'd be remiss if we didn't start off there uh really doing some serious work we're pulling for them uh men's baseball decent season not like the years past but Pretty good stuff this year. Uh, and now we're in spring. MDW is coming around. That means summer. That means June. That means August. And that means football. So we're, we're right around the corner. Uh, and Q, I just want, we wanted to get you back on, uh, you know, in the throes of spring to talk about spring ball, what this time means for the team. Because I just had a weird thought the other day. Because, like, you know, people like view like the college players, college athletes, just like the football players. Uh, but think on like, those are your college friends. Right. Like your college friends are all your, your, <laughs> I don't know why it was like a weird thought I had. I was like, you know, those are like their college boys. Like, and like, yeah. but like how important is like these times for like you guys as players uh, get acclimated with each other to connect, you know, to refreshments that are coming in early to get, you know, for like the seniors to bring them in. Like, what is this time? Even like it's the quote unquote dead time. How important is it to be building team camaraderie? Man, you hit the nail on the head. If it's dead time for any of them, that's a problem. Because um, ultimately in the spring, after spring ball, you know, it's weird because spring ball actually sucks because you're not playing a game. You're, you're competing. You're playing against your own team, which, yeah, you're competing hard, but it's it's a psychological freaking gymnastics because you don't want to hurt anybody, but you want to knock the crap out of them. You want to compete. You want to win. So then when you finish that and you're kind of – it actually is a weird little, okay, we can prepare. We can do seven on seven. We can do all the things to get better and – Bill rapport um, Quinn's 10 15 you know pounds difference is it still gonna have the velocity if all that's going Malik Murphy we talked about how great he looked and then Manning's learning like crazy every freaking day so to me so much in this world is about relationships and yes in the game of football that's equally as big um mm. I had a random kid and um in a store the other day getting some shoes and he was like do you still talk to Colt do you still talk to Jordan? I was like, yeah, does a bear poop in the woods? Like, Those are my boys. Like we freaking, yeah, we, we, we talk all the time. I check on their kids. They check on mine. And so that's when you get to know. Um, and, and by the way, quick note on Colt, his girlfriend, well, now wife, actually went to Baylor. Clearly, I'm from the Waco area. So I go to Waco all the time. So in the spring, we'd have an hour and a half to talk ball, and I'd take them down there when I was visiting my family. So it's so many layers of, to, to your point, Josh, humanizing these folks and, and these players, and that's what the spring does for them. Um, there's a lot of moving parts. Now, there's some changes. NIL is changing that. We've, we're not crazy. Folks are coming after Malik. They come after Worthy every year and all the above, but being around each other and those texts or calls rolling in um, actually had a little more pressure to the player to uh, take it or not. 
um, when you're when you're growing as a team. And I think, like I said, Vance's birthday was a couple of days ago. I wouldn't know that if it wasn't for Springs and other times of just being boys, going golfing together, and and being that level connected because that's what's going to matter. And when it's fourth down in the national championship game and the rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Vince's birthday, I saw like online. I'm like, oh, wow. Like they kind of like cue me in like on that. That's, I think that's where it sparked. I saw it on Instagram. And I was like, and it's funny that that kid asked you that. Uh, Cause like, he just like assumed that you guys, all right, hang it up guys. I'll see you. Y'all have fun. Good luck out there. in the room. You at the 20 year reunion. In the real, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The real I, you brought up Malik and we touched upon this on another show. I in the world of the NIL and look, there's there could be an instance where he's the offers, the teams that wanted him this go around. It wasn't advantageous for him getting a starting role to show his skill set. All that being said, like in in this you know wild wild west, which it still is day and age, it's really awesome to see Malik you know stick it out. First of all, I think he thinks he can compete, if not this year, next year to win the job. Uh, which I don't no shake against Arch Manning. Malik's just good, you know. Yeah. RG three, a guy we've talked about on the show many times. He tweeted it out like Malik's just a good thrower. Uh, so. I think that kind of shows his character of a guy and whether he stays here in 40 acres or whether he goes on to uh, less green pastures, uh, it shows what kind of competitor he is. And it's really great to see him today. It does. And it, and it does help with the guy I just mentioned, the birthday boy mentoring him, you know, I, and I don't, I know Vince wouldn't mind me talking about this, but Vince has told him, man, you're a similar boat that I was at, you know, it, there's hype all around you that people aren't sure uh, they are and they aren't. They, they know you have potential. And um, having that relationship even to, yeah, their, their true on-team perspective of relationships, but the importance of Letterman and folks who've done it before paying it forward. I think I saw a deal with Tom Brady talk to all the new quarterbacks coming to town. That happened at a collegiate level as well. Um, mm. And so the combination of both of those, Malik loves UT, regardless of how it plays itself out. This dude loves this place. It's treated him well. Kudos yeah. to the alumni faithful. And um, again, and to your point, he has a lot of confidence and he should because all I saw all spring was, and he's representing number six. So I thought it was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, okay. There he goes. <laughs> and I will say as well that he loves UT and the university has been so good to him. But if you really look around college football, there's not a ton of better opportunities than he has right now. Look at the receiver room that he has. You know, look at the quarterback room that he has. Arch isn't necessarily ready yet, right? He doesn't have to take the job next season. We're probably willing to bet that Quinn's probably going to go to the league after this season, you know, depending on how he plays. And even if he doesn't go to the league, maybe it's because he didn't play well. Um, And he's a guy who also had injury history. He's the next man up. Malik, you know, is, is second on the depth chart right now. And, you know, it took a guy like Mac Jones only one season to really get drafted, you know, out of Alabama. So, you don't need much time to really just prove your worth and go to the next level. And ultimately all these kids want to go to the next level. They want to get to the NFL. And yeah. I think that Malik, his best shot might be at UT. So let's stick it out and see what happens. You know, at least give it this season to see what's yeah. going to shake out next season. Cause you never know if guy goes down. Did you have, have you, you know, you bring up VY talking to Malik. Were there any guys that you had Q or that are on the roster right now that you're like tight with in that mentorship type way. So we know you work with the university, but is there any, like anyone specifically on the roster or outside the guys that wear the number six, uh, you know, that you talk to and was there a guy when you came in and again, you came in as an older 
you know, as an older player. Uh, so was there a guy that came in that, you know, you were able to a establish a maybe more mature relationship with? Um, and was there someone there for you like that? Man, I did. When I came in, me, Derek Johnson, Cedric Benson, Tommy Harris, who shows OU, but there's a backstory to that. He, he, he's a longhorn at heart. He'll never admit it publicly, but he's a longhorn at heart. Um, and quite frankly, Roy Williams, another clean guy. Him and Tommy had a talk, and we know where Roy chose. So that's neither here or there. But um, yeah, yeah, man, DJ and those guys who came in in our first class, I, I kept in touch with them. I said, "Hey, man, sorry I missed y'all, but um, we're, we're back. I'm back. And, and what was your experience? What do you like? Appreciate y'all winning the Rose Bowl." Like DJ said when he was on here, he felt like he won a natty when we did because their work ethic, the, the way they went about it, almost set the groundwork and the foundation for catapulting us to where we were and on the current roster without a doubt is Jay Witt man that, that, that dude he does it right um on so many levels man he I mean th- th- there's a young kid getting bullied and, and, and I'm okay with him saying this and I was like Jay Witt you're his favorite player what are your thoughts a couple hours later I get a one of the most almost freaking tear jerking goosebumps videos encouraging this young kid so He's an amazing player. I think he's going to have an unbelievable season, but he's just as good, if not better, person. And so um, we, we text monthly. Um, certainly during football season, it'll be even more and check on him, and we'll go to dinner soon. So, yeah, Jay Witt's my dude. Love that. That's awesome. Under Percy Harvin, I'm st- I'm standing by it. I'm not backing. <laughs> I'm not back. I'm not backing down from that take. I'm not. I refuse. I honestly. I mean, it. Him coming back, like was massive you know yeah. worthy we talked about worthy getting offers and there was like a period of time we were all nervous that worthy was going to dip uh and especially nick brought up the receiver room the receiver room is the best we've seen it in god knows deep. how long deep so deep. deep talented we yeah. brought in we brought in a guy who's won most back-to-back and contributed on those back-to-back teams uh but i i think that everyone's commitment to you know come back and you know really give what we thought last year was an amazing roster. The real shot it deserves is telling who, okay. Quinn, I think is the obvious choice for guy under most pressure on the team to, to, to put it together. Yeah. Who would you guys say maybe two, three guys that you're looking at that, uh, just, you know, off the cuff that you think, you know, have a little bit of pressure to step up. I'll I think, go. I'll oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. I, mean, I think we could just piggyback off of what Quan was saying. I think, Jay Witt a little bit, you know, like it's his last season here at UT. He chose to he chose to come back and he wants to go to the next level and play. And I know that he's done everything he, he can to to get himself, you know, in the right, you know, space and to get his body in shape. And, you know, he struggled with the injuries. But, you know, I think that this is a really big prove it season for him. And I, I have all the faith in the world that he can do it. I'm just really hoping that he stays healthy. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I'll, I'll go in a different room because we're hearing what Roshan is doing in Chicago already. We know who Bijan is and replace not one, but two unbelievable. <laughs> Again, Bijan, as special as he was, Roshan had more yards per carry, which is crazy, especially after broken tackles. Um, I think that room is not an individual because you can't say anyone in that room, as great as they are, as much hype as they have, is going to be a Bijan or a Roshan. Um, but collectively, I think that room, the role it played for our team last year and the wins and just for the last few years, the, the, the level that we've leaned on them, I think it's a running backs room. I, I think mm-hmm. they have uh, – we, we lost a 
top 10 pick in the draft. And so when you lose that, um, you got some big shoes to fill. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Toss? Yeah, I mean, I think Hughes is spot on right there, right on the money. Um, I'll, I'll throw out, we've already talked about him, but I think, uh, I think X-Man has to be, there's a ton of pressure on him. I mean, this is a guy that you're talking about big boards, looking at the NFL draft next season, first, first round pick, that type of talent. He ended the season this past year poorly, and he has a, a, a lot of pressure behind him. Like Nick said, there's a lot of other guys in that room that are ready, that are talented, um, that also want to win, that want to be the number one receiver at the University of Texas. And I think that, you know, you look at a guy like Kayshawn Bouti, who was drafted by your Patriots. That guy was a first round talent too. And guess what happened to him? He got picked in the sixth round. Like, he's going to be dope. You know it. But like, yeah, and he's yeah. going to be great. And I think he went to the right place. And I hope you all <laughs> get the best out of him. And I think it's a great value pick for y'all. But I hope that X Man has a great season on the field and he's able to get that first round draft pick for himself, for the contract there. Um, and for that momentum going into his NFL career. So I think there's a ton of pressure on him and, and Quinn it's kind of in conjunction with Nick's pick. Yeah. I like, I like all, I mean, all of that's great. I mean, Bijan Roche on the ons, man, they were unbelievable last year. We talk about Bijan being a top 10 pick in this modern NFL. Like I was just got me thinking, you know, a little daydream moment of like, imagine if this was 30 years ago, the bears would never have traded that pick. They just would have taken Bijan. You know what I'm saying? Like that's where the NFL was like in the late nineties, like in the early two thousands, like Bijan should have been the yeah. first overall pick by the bears who needed a running back, which is just kind of crazy to think about. Um, I'll go defense. You know, we need a guy to step up like over Sean was a third round pick. He was our captain. He was the guy that a lot of people looked to on defense and Ford Ford came Ford was a guy that we really loved. And like, we were like, okay, is he a day two pick? Like, is he a fourth or fifth round pick? Like what's his status? We know he's going to go. I, to me, he's a guy that has to step up and be the captain of this defense. Um, so I'll, I mean, my three guys would be him. I'll go all defense. Baron Sorrell, like, again, like, we're itching for a double-digit sack guy. Itching for a double-digit yeah. sack guy. And if he could be that guy, like, with a, you know, he doesn't have to be the vocal leader that we're hoping Ford can be. But I, I think that would be massive. And a guy we really liked that was super physical, you know, last year in Ryan Watts coming over from Ohio State last year. Uh, again, like outside once after Bryce Young slipped that tackle, he was all business, uh, you know. And yeah. I, I think he really had a strong season. And I would love to see him. We have a real linebacker, a real edge guy. Not that we haven't had this in the past. But we have like real, I think, hopefully number one to each of these positions on the defensive side of the football. So, Looking to see these guys step up. I was clocking it. 10 minutes and 42 seconds. Has to be a record on this podcast without mentioning B. John Robinson. <laughs> has to be, has to be, a, has to be an all-time record uh, without mentioning B. John. But yeah, like, he's that know, good. That's what it is, man. Like when we started this thing, he was it's crazy. And I, I think in some ways it's a good thing. Like when we started this pod, like he was the focal, he was the team. We were, we're like, okay, at least we have this guy. We could hang our hat on this guy. This is, you know, we could build around this. Cause that's what we have to do. We have to rebuild. Yeah. And now that we're in a position where like, we have a team that we're like, and no offense to Bijan, but like this, and not that I mean, he's not this way, but like the way the media made him out to be the way we like perceive the team, like it's Bijan and the horns. Like right now, I feel like it's about to be the horns again in a good way. And yeah. like, you know, and he was a part of that, but I think that's like the direction we're headed. Like there's a lot of guys that are going to step up this year. Cute. I can't remember, but do you play fantasy football? No, man, I don't. Um, I don't know if this has changed, but 
I can lose my pension if I put fantasy football in the past. So awesome. I, I think there's there's too many athletes endorsing fantasy, and there's too many athletes endorsing. Well, well, and you know how that works, bro. The NFL now has a partnership with fantasy football, so I think it's cool. But I know when I was leaving, it still wasn't figured out. But there also wasn't sport, sports betting, so it's well, it's uh, if if you're able yeah. if you're able to play this year, you're gonna take Bijan with your first pick. Uh, it's so hard. I mean, running backs do eat though, and Atlanta is in a deeper. De- See, this is another problem. I overanalyze crap, and so I'm worried if I ever play it, I'm gonna yeah. do that. You're I'm, gonna be bad at this. I think you just gotta go with so your gut because it's such luck. I mean, there's obvious, you know, Pat Mahomes, like duh. But I mean, there's there's just I don't know. I I I, I honestly would probably go a tight end. I'd probably go Kelsey or somebody like that first Not because they pick. always eat. Yeah, so no, that. man. I, but by the way, side note, because I'm ADD as it gets, um, Red Hot Chili Peppers. You turn your hat around, Josh. I was at a gala uh, last Wednesday, and they're in San Antonio, man. And I crack up because there's like 400 people at the gala, and then there's like 200 because everybody left it to go to Red Hot Chili Peppers. So they're in Texas. So you missed them by a week. Oh, I didn't miss them. I was there last week. What? Yeah, not in, Antonio, Antonio, Antonio. in LA. In no, LA. in LA, not in San Diego. Oh, okay. I was like, what? San Diego. No, no, I would have, I would hit you up, bro. I would hit you up. I would. Um, but no, dude, dude they're, I mean, they're my, they're like my. It goes, I would say, in life right now, outside of like personal <laughs> relationships, <laughs> like relationships to things that like I don't actually have like a relationship relationship to. I would say they're probably number two to the horns. Like no, like it would go Texas football. Horn, uh, I go Texas football, Chili Peppers, Celtics, Sox, Pats, like right, like out of the sands right now. What about Texas basketball? Great segue that we haven't talked about yet. (laughs) We just just got some really good news yesterday. Damn, guy Tyrese Hunter decided that he's coming back. You know what? I'm super proud of him. I'm also super excited because look, we were bleeding. I feel like we lost Dylan Mitchell, we lost Serge Barry Rice, we lost our Taylor Morris. We're losing Ron Holland as a prospect, AJ Johnson as a prospect. And now we get some really good news that we've been waiting for. Tyrese Hunter is deciding to stay. And you need that veteran presence in that locker room. He was such a good player for us when he was on the court, you know, always kind of running point for us and and uh, great score. And I really think that he can develop his game this season. But uh, curious to see, you know, how we work in that guard play because we also added Max Edmus as well from Oral Roberts. He's a senior who's looking to prove his worth and try to get to the next level. And then mm-hmm. we got a guy from Virginia as well. And you know, I think the transfer portal still isn't done yet, but I think we're all still holding out hope a little bit for Ron Holland because he, we haven't let him go yet of his letter of intent. However, he hasn't committed to another school. So we'll see what happens there. But um, still great news yesterday on the basketball front. Listen, it, great news. I've watched a lot, way more basketball than I have, even, you know, back in my day playing in the KD era and all of that. But I guess my, I got a question for y'all. With the way Rodney Terry's kind of building this program, we, we lost some big high school guys, some McDonald's, you know, All-American dudes. But we've, we've done pretty damn decent. You know, there's one or two that we wish we would have gotten in the portal, but I feel like we've done pretty de- – is that the new – College football, I mean, basketball, is, is it, is it, I mean, of course, some teams, they're machines. They're going to get those guys, the Kansas, the Blue Buds. I wouldn't say, I, I think we have phenomenal guys and teams, but I don't know if I would call us a Blue Blood basketball program. Yeah, you need um, a win first. 
I'll well, say, no, I'm saying if you look at our guys that we that rolled through our program, you're like, hell yeah, we are. But we kind of underachieved with a lot of them. And so is this portal world, um, is it going to be RT's kind of deal and specialty? Because he's very relatable. People love him. It makes sense. Um, but just y'all's thoughts on, on, on where we've been in, in that space. I think we have to win in the portal, but I don't think that has to be our identity in regards to roster uh, creation and just like new talent acquisition. Honestly, I, I wouldn't want that to be the only thing that we are defined by and that coach RT is defined by, because I think it's so important to get guys in early and really grow them as players and as, and as men. Um, and you just, it's a different scenario when they've already played somewhere, they already committed to another coach and then they come into your locker room. It's just not the same. And, and to be like, and like the old, the old head in me, which like, obviously like all of us are, we're, we're under the age of 30, but like just the, the purest, the basketball purest in me is like, now I want the guy that goes to the same school and stays there the entire time. And I know you, yeah. you, you like hearing that too. Like you, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I there is value there and we're going to have to win there in the transfer portal. And we're going to have to go and get a wing, especially if Ron Holland doesn't come back. We, we have no wings on this team right now. We do yeah. not have a starting wing. We have two really good guards who are small. I mean, yeah. put, and we have a we have a four and we have a five who are really big and they're really good. Yeah. Yeah. But wing depth is important, obviously. So that's something that we're going to have to I, go get. I think there's a best of both worlds scenario here because you look at what we've done in the past. Like, look, Dylan Brooks. You know, like he was a five star All American that we added to our team that was gonna we thought was gonna you know contribute right away didn't really do anything for us last season. You know what I mean? And looking at the guys in the transfer portal, you can kind of already evaluate their talent and how they play in the college level. Like look at Serge Barry Rice, you know, who played four years over at New Mexico State and was one of our shining stars because we saw that he was talented on the NCAA court. So I think you can have a better scope of seeing who they match up against in college, you know, guys who are playing you know, their peers that are the same level as them rather than in high school when they're dominating some guys in smaller, lower level um, basketball matchups. And of course, AAU as well. But um, it's the best of both worlds because, you know, the Dukes, the Kentuckys, the UNCs, like those guys get their their five-star recruits that are one and dones and they still win the championships. You know what I mean? And yeah. the guys that end up staying there for UNC for four years. So I think, you know, as, as the new transfer portal has been kind of awakened and is now here, we just have to adapt and make sure that we hit all of our areas the right way. Yeah. Couldn't say any better. Like you have to be a hybrid uh, of both. I mean, if you look at the team that just won, like UConn, they like grew their own guys though. Like UConn's like a homegrown team. Like that, there's, like, there's a Villanova. Like, like yeah. You have to recruit. Well, you have to be able to go into high school family's house and be able to get a guy. That's just bread and butter. If you're a blue blood, that's just point. Yeah, you, we all know that football, basketball, no matter the sport that has to be yeah. able to now you have to be able to win the transfer portal because maybe those young guys like Nick brought up Kentucky. It's it has been a minute since Kentucky's won. It's been a minute since you know Duke's won. Like these teams haven't I, I, you caught, catch me if I'm tripping, but like that, it's been a couple years. So like to yeah, me, but they've been Duke's been deep. So I would just I would you would very yeah. I'm sorry. I'll I'll back off that. But I will say uh, I do think it's. I don't mind it becoming our identity as long as we're bringing in the right guys. And as long as there is some consistency, like having to sue Cunningham Hunter, key contributors being a constant is great. 
I would find issue if we're looking at the team next year. And then it's once again, a hot scramble to assemble because then, you know, you're kind of, you know, Harry Potter jelly, jelly beating this thing. You don't really know what you're going to get. Like you could get a cotton candy, but you also could get a bogey flavor. Like it could be pretty nasty. So it's very like, you don't want to like go into every year with a completely blank roster, you know, and be like, all right, I'm gonna get a guy from UTEP. I'll maybe I'll get a guy from Arkansas. If he, if he decides to leave you're oh, like, we're in the mix for Caleb love because, but the thing is, is like, everyone's like, Oh, I can't believe we didn't get Caleb love. I can't believe he went to Michigan. Michigan's like a great program. There's yeah. so many great programs out there. Like, like there's still like the Kentucky's, the Dukes, the UNC's, the Kansas's who could go and get whoever they want. So we can't, you know, you know, be so down on ourselves we don't get a guy there is a kid from creighton kaluma arthur kaluma forward he went 10 and 5 he had 10 and 5 last year he was big east i think freshman of the year two years ago yeah um so yeah i think we're on his it's us and uh we're on his radar and i think caleb love the guard from unc is uh between us and the aforementioned yukon which i don't know why he would go to yukon ever like makes no sense <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's the, the long way around like, i'm always gonna be like I have no question marks about Shedrick or about Amos, especially Max, because he's a Dallas guy. Like, where the transfer makes a lot of sense, where you can really, like, rationale why they have chosen Texas. And for those two guys, they're upperclassmen. Like like you said before, Nick, like, Max is trying to – he's got really one more shot to, to get to the – to the NBA yeah. or I mean, else he, he'll he, end up. He put four years of Oral Roberts. Like that's, yeah. that's enough loyalty for me. <laughs> right. Right. So I'm saying like, I know the integrity of his decision and that he wants to come to UT, not only to up his own stock, but to potentially win a championship for the horns. And yeah. and when that's the, the reason why they're making the decision, like then I'm, I'm fully on board with any of those type of guys. Right. right. But mind you as well, Tyrese Hunter, the guy we just started talking about, was a freshman at Iowa State and then transferred to in sophomore season. So let him get reacclimated though. Yeah, but bit. if we're taking anyone from big, if we're in conference stealing anyone, I'm cool with it. That's, <laughs> that's the one like, caveat. They're going to take, take a little Terrio from us in Canada. You might as well, you know, get Hunter from Iowa State like they did last year. Uh, last one for you, Q, because I, you brought up RT and what you thought of him as a, co- a person. Uh, and I'll be candid. Like there's a lot of group texts that I'm in that are nervous by. And I, I wanted to check, you know, check your temperature on them and how things are going. You know, obviously we have the beer disaster. He comes in, you know, stays the course. We go on as good of a run as we really could have hoped for, close to. You know, I mean, obviously it'd been nice to win the damn thing, but Elite Eight, almost oh, in a close, close, close game. It, it ain't. It's not. It's you know nothing to you know you know hang your head low for, but. They gave him the contract. After they give him the contract, then there was like it seems there's like an exodus. There's players moving around. It's a bit frenetic, which is part again par for the course in this new day and age in college sports. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to hear your temperature on things down there. Has it changed? Still in love with him as the guy. Still feel passionate over there in Forty Acres. Yeah, man. I think that's it. One, tell those folks on the group text: college basketball is nuts. Um, we had what we had to deal with in the beard situation. And he held them together. They had a phenomenal season. But I think what they have to understand, Beard here or not, Beard, I mean, these other folks that are leaving other colleges, they didn't have a Beard situation, and they have folks leaving them. And so it's just kind of the nature of the beast of where we are these days to a certain degree. Um, 
let's if we got to be honest about it, let's talk money. I mean, there's just so many factors that you have to factor in to why someone may have pulled off. Um, hell, it happened in football too. You got Lincoln Riley offering money to everybody on the planet, and so they can pump the brakes a little bit there because the dude got the job before conference play, and we had the season we did in the best conference in all college ball. Lean on that versus the things you can't predict and the things you can't really, quite frankly, you can, in theory, oh, we can control it. I'm a good dude. My player's going to play. Yeah, but, man, what they don't know is they don't have a mom saying, I can't pay my bills. This school called me, and they want to give me this. They don't have – there's so many different levels of stuff that is not on the surface that these kids are having to deal with. So it's it's real in the trenches. And that's something you're going to have to maneuver. And being – we love ball. We got moody. and But we're still a football school. And that's going to factor in. We're a great football atmosphere, basketball atmosphere, all kinds of stuff. But those things will come into play. As far as who RT is, we're doing this thing right now. CDC is leading Sark, RT, different coaches all over the state to talk about the state of where things are, these freaking kids would run through a wall for. When you get to know them, when you're in person, you're like, this, I mean, this was, I mean, this is, we got so freaking lucky in having him on that roster as a person. He was a good cop when Beard was a bad cop anyway. And so now you just insert him there. And oh, by the way, he can also coach his ass off. And so when you get to know him and you talk to him and a lot of our fan base that are, you know, that stay in the state and are a part of these tours. They were in Houston, I believe, last week or saying, you know what? We want to win. That always matters at UT, but damn, I'd send my son to that kid, to that man. And that's who he is, and that's the feedback I'm getting. Love that. Yeah. More than that. So many factors, like, that people don't – like, you don't know what other people's family situations or financial situations are. <clears throat> you just freak out because you see a guy leave and you assume it's the coach's fault. I mean, Hunter Dick came out, the guy from Michigan was like, look – I, I love Michigan. Yeah. They're paying me under 100K. Like every one of you is criticizing me right now. If your job was 80 to 90K and they offered you a somewhere else 130K, what right. would you do? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If you're talking hey, about well, a guy with, with him, like I don't know. I don't know what his all time numbers look like, but he's played with Michigan for a while and he's been really good for a long time. Like I'd have to look. That's a historical basketball program, but like. He might be vying to be a top five scorer in, in in Michigan history. I don't even I don't know. I mean I'm postulating here, but he's leaving Juwan Howard. That's a guy that played in the league. Like yeah. that's meaningful to be going to leave that school. And and but Josh, you're right. We don't know the circumstances of everyone. I do want to do another quick temperature check. Q the Moody Center. There is another team, another basketball team that's going to be playing in that arena, and they just received the number one overall pick. Has anyone talked about? Wembenyama at all and just Dude, like going, going again yeah. I told you last week I was in San Antonio it is like a rebirth of all things everything down there I've yeah. never seen optimism on the chili peppers are blaring the chili peppers are playing so are... There, there are two things that were mentioned uh the, the CEO of UT Health San Antonio was talking outside of talking bragging on their staff and doctors two things outside of health were mentioned the Chili Peppers, and the first overall pick. And the, you heard a athletics-level roar when he brought both of those up. 
And so there, and I actually was fortunate enough to be sitting at the table of a former um, Spurs owner, Cassandra Carr. And dude, the level of freaking, they're so freaking, she's like, almost like, damn, I, I need to get my ownership back, you know, and they're just fired up for what's to come. And, uh, and, and San Antonio was, as, as the young kids say, pretty damn lit and fired up for, uh, <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> as, as far as uh, getting that pick. And they, I mean, they're, they're all like, we got so freaking lucky. How did this happen? We're so happy since Tim Duncan. I mean, I, I heard it all. So man, uh, this portion of Texas, of course, there's some big time Houston and Mav fan who are pissed off, especially Houston. But um, no, nah, San Antonio, and it's, it happened to be uh, one of our cities that I really, really like. They are fired up. And I'm happy got, for them. I just got a really – it's awesome. I just got a really sad notification. Jim Brown, uh, unfortunately, passed away just now. Nah, the GOAT. So, I mean, Q, you played in the league. Like, any thoughts on him quick before we wrap? Played in the league and played uh, in a conference with that organization, and uh, super sad. I'm actually going to reach out to Metcalf now. I know they were pretty tight because of their their times both and their both of their loves for the Browns. But uh, and dude, when I think about Jim Brown, I think about football. But no, I think about the times that he played. You know the, what he did on the college level, um, the things he had to go through at the NFL level. Um, there, I mean. Black dudes in, in the league now, it's you think, oh, it was forever. No, it actually wasn't. And um, his story and getting to the league, an unbelievable way of dominating, pretty damn good actor as well. Uh, sad for, for all the, the Browns fans, and that says a lot coming from a former Bengal, but um, really for just the sports world because he's an icon, um, forever will be, and uh, um, RIP Jim, and uh, yeah, man, he, he – one of the best to ever do it. Yeah, it wasn't a Longhorn, but we'll throw him up for him for sure. Oh, we'll throw him up for him for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, fellas, great show. Uh, good to be back in spring ball. Uh, we'll see you guys next time, fans. Welcome, Horns. Gotcha. Fisher Disciples. Welcome, baby. Cosby, number six. Okay. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.